This morning's scripture reading comes from Matthew chapter 5, verse 16. I'll be reading from the New International Version today. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. One of the things about this morning that's a little different is instead of hearing a normal sermon, we're going to have the opportunity and honor of hearing some stories from people within our congregation. These stories are kind of dispersed throughout the service. And so we're up here, not because we missed some cue and going to look awkward, uh, but we have one song that we're going to do after uh, one of the first stories. And so with that, um, with the stories, I just want you to encourage you to, to feel free to support the people who are, um, it takes a lot of courage to share the things that they're going to share. And so love them, listen well, and with that I'd like to encourage or our, our invite our first storyteller. Let's welcome Chase Hartman. Oh, hi guys. How's it going? Good. I'm Chase. Um, so storytellers, I'm not telling like just a random story, like a Dr. Seuss story. I'm telling part of my story, so it's going to be awesome. I'm excited to share a little bit about my life. Um, but the first thing that I wanted to just do is just give some context of who I am and where I came from. I grew up in Gig Harbor, Washington. Go Tides. That's what, that was our mascot back in the day. Um, we used to call Gig Harbor the notorious G.I.G. Because they thought we were cool like that. But um, yeah, I grew up there all my life um, until I graduated high school. And then I went to the Seattle Pacific University. In Seattle, yep, go Falcons, that was pretty awesome, um, where I met my wife, Meg, Meg, you want to do a little hand raise? There we go, there we go, she's like, sure, what's going on here? Um, so that's where I met my wife and graduated with a business degree, international business, um, got to go on a study abroad trip to China, that was really cool. But after graduating, I had a couple sales jobs just around here and there, um, but I realized that I really was discerning a call for ministry. Throughout my high school years, I was really involved with the organization called Young Life. And Young Life changed my life. It was people, leaders in my life, coming to me and saying, Chase, we care about you. We want you to feel loved and to know Jesus. Kind of like what Pine Lake is doing right now. So throughout my whole life, I've always been really highly involved in Young Life. Um, and then upon graduating and doing a couple sales jobs, I really, really wanted to be involved with Young Life. So after interviewing, I got the prime job at Issaquah. So now I'm the Young Life staff associate, too, for Issaquah High School and the two middle schools. So that's pretty awesome. Love that. Yeah, so... I've been at Pine Lake Covenant for just over a year now. We started in September last year, and it's one of those things where God really made it clear that we were called to be here, my wife and I, um, with no kids and not a ton of um, younger people. It was like, God, what are, you, what are you doing in this? But it's been awesome that um, just the community has galvanized, and we've gotten involved, and we've gotten to greet. I think I've greeted most of you guys, hopefully, at the door, which is I love to do. Um, but what I wanted to share, how God has been teaching me in my life, is just what I've been learning in my daily devotional times. So this is kind of more like a counseling session for me, I guess, than like encouragement for you. But hopefully it's encouraging for you guys, too. Um, so like I said, Young Life was a dream job for me. 
um, always wanted to be involved with middle schoolers and high schoolers and introduce them to Jesus in a safe, fun, awesome way. Um, and the tagline for Young Life is, you are made for this. And I really took that to heart. I always take that to heart. Uh, my first day on the job, my wife wrote something out. She said, Chase, you are made for this. Like, you are called and equipped to do this mission um, and to serve. And so I really took that. It was really impactful and still is impactful to work. Um, But what I'm realizing is I want to do a really, really good job in the ministry. Raise your hand if you did so. You got something that you really, really wanted to do, a project or a job, and you're like, yeah, I want to go full out, all bore, 100%. That's good. That's good. That means you're passionate about something. That's amazing. I love that. Um, I've realized with wanting to do a good job that sometimes there's some shadow sides to that, especially as um, a follower of Jesus. Um, Sometimes I've um, realized that I've put a lot of pressure on myself to do a good job here in Young Life and here in the community with kids. Um, A lot of times when we were starting out something, especially at Issaquah High School, there wasn't a lot of Young Life here before. There wasn't a lot of kids engaged. And so really it was a lot of trailblazing, a lot of starting up things, a lot of um, responsibility, and a lot of things that were on Meg and I to start, get that spark plug going. Um, So with that comes pressure and responsibility and burdens. A lot of things falls on your shoulder. I really like the line that Mark said, I think, last week. When you're in leadership, a person's going to be mad at you, (laughs) no matter what. There's always someone pissed off at you in leadership, when you're in leadership. Um, So, I I mean, that makes makes sense. So the burdens, um, I don't know if you guys know that uh, picture of Atlas holding the world up. But sometimes when you're in ministry or doing something that you're starting, it really feels like, oh, gosh, I'm really holding up this whole world. I'm holding up a lot. Um, And I think I've come to realize that when you put 100% of yourself into something, it's hard separating what you do from who you are. It's hard to separate out what you do from who you are. And so the idea for me, uh, when I'm in this ministry, it's easy to second-guess myself, put a lot of pressure on myself, um, and my identity is sometimes dependent on my ministry. Oh, shoot. So that's the shadow side to um, wanting to do a good job, is putting too much of your identity into it. It can be at a job. It could be at something you're serving. It could be in your marriage. I'll save the marriage for a different talk sometimes when I've been learning how that affects me. Um, But there's questions I ask sometimes when I'm in this ministry. Am I relevant enough? Am I, like, spiritual enough? Am I, like, funny enough? Am I, am I, my hairs are coming out. Am I going bald? That's not going to be good for, you know, youth ministry. I have to, like, I have to be able to relate to these kids. It's all on me, this pressure, this, all this all of me is like, it's exhausting. And I think that's why, this is a crazy stat, this is a sobering stat. Youth pastors, they only last 18 months in the ministry. And I think that's a lot of reason because of the pressure. So Mark, Mark Neely is our youth pastor here. If he lasts 18 months, give him like a trophy or something like that. Because he's bucking the trend. Nice work. <laughs> but... Um, I guess what I wanted to say is it's easy to use what you're doing to answer this question. Am I good enough? 
it's easy to do what you're doing to answer this question. Am I good enough? Going to other things besides Jesus to answer that question. It always leads to things that are unhealthy and you become dependent on what you're doing. So what God has really been teaching me is I don't need to have that pressure built up. I don't need to worry about am I good enough or am I spiritual enough or am I holy enough because God is inside of me and God is enough. God loves me and he is inside of me. I know that I am enough because he is enough. And so that's what I've been learning. Um, my, hope, my hope is that um, I can be faithful, oh, be faithful to what God has given me because we've been, we've been blessed with a lot here in Issaquah with an amazing community and amazing friends already. And so that's just what I wanted to share from the heart, um, just the fact that we can try our best and we can try super, super hard, but in the end, giving it over to God um, and making our identity in Him is that's what's going to not make us feel the pressure. That's going to make us feel that we are good enough. So thank you. We're going to be continuing our time of storytelling and listening and hearing people sharing their light. And so with that, I'd like to invite Samantha or Sam Lee. Hi, I'm Samantha Lee. Um, I'm in eighth grade at Inglewood Middle School, and I'm in my fifth year of playing the clarinet. And as you may have noticed, I also like to sing, um, which I do in the POCC Middle School Youth Band, Ignite. Um, I have... I have three older siblings and a dog named Frankie. I'm a matching sock person, and in the Yenny Laurel debate, I can hear both of them. Um, some Sundays, I work the PLCC coffee cart or volunteer with Kairos Kids, which is the children's program. Um, I grew up in a Christian household, was raised by a Christian family, and I've gone to PLCC my whole life. Um, one way that I feel that God has shown up in my life recently is through the opportunities I received through this church. Earlier this year, I became an official member of PLCC. The reason for that decision was mainly because our new youth pastor, Mark Neely, was voted in and I realized that I wanted to have a voice in future decisions regarding my church. Um, later that year, I was baptized at Beaver Lake by Nancy Thompson and Mark Neely. Um, as I said before, I've also gotten a chance to work with Kairos kids. Aside from babysitting, this is one of the first opportunities that I've had to work with children who are younger than me. I feel like this opportunity has helped me develop skills like communication and patience that will be beneficial to my future. Um, I also mentioned that I get a chance to work at the coffee cart, which has numerous benefits that don't require any explanation, such as my ability to make an excellent latte. <laughs> Um, I also learned how to sing by means of Christian music that I learned here. Um, these opportunities that I've received through Pine Lake Covenant Church have really helped me realize how much God impacts our lives on a daily basis that we might not realize. Um, one thing that I'm hoping for is to feel like I know God in more of a spiritual way than a mental way. Um, as John 20:25 20, says, So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands, and put my finger where the nails were, and put my hand in his side, I will not believe. Thomas, other, otherwise known as Doubting Thomas, um, was one of Jesus' twelve disciples. And he doubted that Jesus had actually been hung on the cross and come back to life after dying. 
sometimes I feel like it's a little bit crazy that we as Christians believe that there was a person who once lived on earth who really was the Son of God who voluntarily died for our sins. Like As Christians, we're acknowledging that we think that someone came back to life after death without any solid factual evidence that this event occurred. I really want to be able to not have any doubts and rely on my faith instead of requiring proof like Doubting Thomas did. Thank you. Now we're privileged to hear one more story of how God's light shines, and I'm going to invite Patty Sholin to come and share with you. Good morning. My name is Patty. I moved from Puyallup to Sammamish in early February 2017, moving in with my oldest son. I began to come to Pine Lake in March of 2017. Now, I had a list of requirements when I came here, and I came waiting see what was going to happen. I wanted to be sure that Jesus was lifted up. The cross had to be preached, the blood, the trinity, repentance, and scripture preached as the word of God. Well, it was all set up for me. (laughs) I came, all the requirements were met, and I, I knew that I'd found a place of worship in truth. 28 years ago, my life was upside down, My 20-year abusive marriage had ended. I left Ellensburg to work in Seattle selling barber and beauty supplies, and I traveled all over. My children, three of them, chose to stay in Ellensburg because they had a lot of friends. And I was struggling to survive in every way. God began to work in my heart to trust him, and I had two sheets of trust scriptures that I'd looked up, and they were all laminated, and I drove, I drove 125 miles a day. I would pull over at the edge of the road, and I'd read my trust scriptures over and over till I knew they were in my heart. And after I learned to trust God, he asked me to rely on him. And wow, <laughs> that was big. I had to give him everything, and I knew that he would take care of me. But that was a big one. I had to surrender myself to Jesus all the way and let him handle everything without question. I met and married my second husband, Al, after moving to Puyallup. He was kind and understanding and genuinely loved me. Wow, a whole new reality. This was something strange. We pastored a church, had a home for homeless, and at one point became missionaries on a ship called the Spirit. We traveled to several countries and returned again to pastor the church. Fast forward through many years of trusting and relying on Jesus to get me through many impossible situations, my husband of 27 years went home to the Lord. I had been so blessed, really more than most people, people ever experience in a lifetime. A favorite scripture implanted in my heart years ago carried me once more. It is from the seldom read, very neglected book of Habakkuk. Mark referred to this recently. Habakkuk 3:17 through 19. Though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit beyond the vines, Though the flock may be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in my Lord. 
I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord is my strength. He will make my feet like deer's feet, and he will make me walk on my high hill. Learning to trust Jesus years ago and knowing without a doubt that his word is true carried me. I knew that even though I prayed sincerely in faith for my husband's healing, it was not to be. I could rest securely in God's word, knowing he would never leave me or forsake me. Al passed in October of 2014. I celebrate who he was and our years together. Only Jesus can give that kind of peace. What am I hoping for in the future? I desire a closer walk with my Lord, a deeper understanding who Jesus is, and what I can do to follow him daily. He has placed me here in Sammamish, living with a beautiful woman of 94 to help make her life easier. I do not know what the future will bring, but I do know that I can fully trust my Lord and Savior. Life circumstances change, but the word of God is true. Jesus never changes, and that is what I count on. He will take me through whatever it is ahead. Years ago, he showed me he would reveal the future in post-it notes. This was really strange because I was asking for advice, and I get these post-it notes. <laughs> Information as needed to guide me along the path of life. It's all I need. In an old song is found this powerful message, trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus than to trust and obey. Through Jesus Christ, I pray that I can fulfill this message. Thank you. You know, this morning, uh, we've been talking about what it means to be a light. To shine your light. And you know, growing up in the church, I've heard so many different sermons and talks and things about that. I think we overcomplicated a bit. I think sometimes we put this necessity on ourselves that shining the light somehow means converting people or telling them uh, about all the things in the Bible or explaining all the intricate theologies, whether it's free will or predestination. There's like this tension where we feel like we have to... Um, Maybe do the work that God does so naturally well himself. I'd like to offer you an invitation, maybe a change of perspective, that shining the light is really all about just sharing your story. This morning, we've had the uh, privilege of hearing three people share how God is working in their life, share hopes and longings that they have for. The truth is, each of us have those exact same things. Something that God is showing up in. We may not be able to sense him now, but we believe as people of God and we know that he is always with us. He's always for us. We know that there are times where we can say that, that our confidence is based upon his faithfulness for what he has brought us through. There are things that we hope for, there are things that we long for, things that we deeply desire in our hearts. Uh, my encouragement to you is that sharing your story, sharing those hopes with your family, with your friends, is a simple way of sharing your light. The choir is about to sing a song. Um, that's why they awkwardly like moved out while I started talking. You're like, what's happening? They're going to sing a song, uh, which is really a song of blessing. 
the thing about shining your light is that sometimes I feel like there's a pressure where, where I feel like I have to do it all on my own. You know, the, the wonderful thing about Christianity and this faith, if you're new and you don't know Jesus and you don't know this way, is that when God calls us and redeems us to himself, uh, he doesn't just leave us on our own, but he calls us to this community. And so the dream is that we can share our collective lights together. This song is a song of blessing that simply says, I need you to survive. It's an invitation to you to stand with, to agree with, uh, to survive, to make it through whatever you're making through. And so um, we're going to sing this song. I hope you receive it as a song of blessing. And I hope you know that the light that's in your heart, it's simple as sharing it with those you love um, through words of blessing or story or hope or even voting this week. There are different ways where you can share who you are and what's important to you um, and allow that to make a difference in the lives of people.